On this episode, we go one-on-one -on -one with the Executive Director of the Funeral Consumer Alliance, Josh Slocum, about a new cremation survey they just released, and our WTF puts a new spin on the late-night drive-through. Very exciting show. You want to stay tuned in. Uh, this show is brought to us by the Fast Funding Group, if you didn't know. By the way, they have American Funeral Financial, CNJ Financial, and Funeral Funding Center, which can all be found at cgf.com, AmericanFuneralFinancial.com, and FuneralFundingCenter.com. Just last week, uh, we had a boot camp out here in Phoenix with uh, some booties, funeral boot camp, and the subject came up of getting their money and accounts receivables. Hey, guys, if you don't get somebody to run down your uh, life insurance policies, you're just waiting on your money. Remember the fast funding group. I use them, I endorse them, go get it done. Uh, on today's show, we're gonna have an interview that is, we don't see it much out here, but we're gonna have a representative from the Funeral Consumers Alliance. And I think that people need to pay attention to what uh, Josh has got to say today. The spotlight goes to Iowa, and the WTF is that late, late night fast food and casket urge that you have. So. Ryan, what's the buzz in our industry right now? Well, Jeff, I, I think honestly the buzz in the last couple of weeks, it, it's really been two things. Uh, one is the Funeral Consumer Alliance survey, which we're going to talk about extensively with, with Josh in our interview segment. And two, uh, a, a, a Muslim funeral home opening up in Georgia. And I don't know why, you know, I, I, I don't, this isn't the first Muslim kind of specific funeral home that's opened up in the, in the country, but um, this one in Georgia for some reason created quite a stir and just interesting you know it it, it got shared around uh, the, the comments on it weren't were extensive but um i think we'll see more and more uh, as our culture is more and more diversified uh i think we'll see more and more of these kind of specific faith um based general homes or businesses open up yeah you know it's interesting they, they've existed forever Yep. We've got Jewish funeral homes. Yep. We have Italian Catholic funeral homes. We have Irish Catholic funeral homes. Come on. You know, we yep. even have Appalachian American funeral homes down my way, right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was a pretty good buzz. Uh, by the way, did you know this is brought to you by the Funeral DNA ID Group? Simple collection of DNA, and you don't have to send it out of your funeral home or out of the country. Remember, Funeral DNA ID, the simple way to pass a legacy on to your family. How about roll that promo? You can predict the future, however, you can protect your business and the families you're serving. Funeral DNA ID kits that collect and preserve DNA during the cremation and burial process. Swap, spot, seal, legacy preserve. For more information, please visit FuneralDNAID.com. Jeff, we're going to do a bit of a twist on our more you know minute. Um, you're going to ask me a question, right? Yeah, I got a question that came in from Kate. Kate is from Iowa, actually. And she wanted to know on a budget of about $500, what's the reach on Facebook? Uh, it, there really isn't a set specific number. However, we look at the community size that you're in, the demographic that you want to hit, we can put that budget in and get a roundabout number of the daily reach. So uh, in, a, in a city of about 100,000 people, if we spent $500 uh, 
a month on Facebook ads, we could reach around 25,000 to 30,000 people right out of the box. Now, as that ad got more engagement and we drew comments and shares and engagement around that ad, we would reach an exponential amount of people um, based off of that engagement. But, you know, a $500 budget is a great ad budget. It can reach a lot of people and you can do a lot and show value on. In fact, we've got a client that spent $500 on Facebook ads in 21 days and netted 10K in pre-need sales from that ad specifically. So it can be, uh, you know, pretty good return on 500 bucks. That's strong. Uh, and it probably is a little better than the diner face uh, placemat. Right? I, that paper one yeah, yeah. I, I actually have bit. a picture of one from yeah. South Carolina when I throw up sometimes. Anyway, uh, I'm really excited about today's show. Our, our guest is uh, Josh Slocum, the executive director of the Funeral Consumers Alliance. Roll that interview. Thank Josh, you. good to have you back to the, with us at the Funeral Nation show. Good to be here. Thank you. Um, Hey, please just for a moment reintroduce yourself and a bit about why you started or involved with the Funeral Consumers Alliance. Um, I'm Josh Slocum. I'm executive director of Funeral Consumers Alliance. We're a nonprofit educational group. Uh, I've been here for about 14 years. Uh, and our main goal is to educate the public on what their funeral options are so that they can plan burial, cremation, memorial service, whatever it is they want that uh, fits their family's budget and their philosophy. So obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about um, some of the lobbying and advocacy work that we do today. Um, but that's in service of our educational mission, transparency, basically. Sure. Well, the data comes from the same set that we collected for last fall, October of 2015, when we released our larger survey on uh, burial, cremation, and full-service uh, funeral prices. Uh, we went back and looked at that same data. We had 10 cities from around the country uh, and tried to get as close to 15 funeral homes per city as possible. They were picked from a random list. And we had researchers both with Funeral Consumers Alliance groups in those cities where we had a presence and where we didn't, it was a combination of uh, Consumer Federation staff and my staff doing the research. And what we pulled together pretty much confirms uh, what we have known at Funeral Consumers Alliance from looking over price lists from around the country for a long time as we've done. Um, there wasn't anybody in our survey that didn't offer a direct cremation. Everybody offered the direct cremation. It was the options and the disclosures that they didn't offer. So, you know, your audience knows that the FTC says you have to give two prices and two descriptions, the alternative container um, the direct cremation with the funeral homes alternative container and the price of the direct cremation without the alternative container if the consumer brings his or her own casket or alternative container. Um, a lot of what we found of those who did not disclose everything, they disclosed a direct cremation, but some of them didn't say whether or not it included a container of any sort at all. Um, some of them said this does include our alternative container, but then they didn't offer the option um, where the consumer could provide their own container. And some of them were so confusing that it wasn't, we weren't able to determine whether or not the price that they were showing on the price list, up oh, here goes the Jets, um, whether the price on there included it or not. So we marked them as not being in compliance if they didn't have those two clear options. Interesting. We know it's, it's, uh, it's laid out and 
what we're most concerned with is the findings and getting it right. So I think that there's some follow-up to be done, certainly with training for funeral homes. And again, once again, it's an eye-opener because it has to be viewed through different eyes, especially the consumer. Speaking of which, Josh, what's the FCA position on placing the GPL on funeral home websites? Oh, that's something we're asking the Federal Trade Commission to require. Uh, we think that it should be, and we think it should be mandatory uh, because experience shows that you know, I'm not sure you're going to find a lot of other businesses where the issue of discussing prices is considered as controversial as it can be in funerals. Um, it's no longer considered controversial for car dealers, um, electronics manufacturers, basically anything that you buy on a retail basis. Um, vendors go out of their way to advertise their wares and their prices. But when it comes to funeral service, um, you know, as I was talking to a colleague the other day, I got a set of responses emailed to me from readers of the uh, magazine Mortuary Management. Mm -hmm. um, they had put out a poll, basically. What do you think of, of this consumer group um, asking for mandatory disclosure? And, you know, certainly the majority of funeral directors who wrote back were not convinced to actively hostile to it. There was a big, significant minority who were on board with it or even if they didn't want to go so far as to say yes we think that this should be a government mandate they recognize that it is a logical and a reasonable request and it's not a lot of work it's not like we're springing a brand new funeral rule in total or a request for that out there i mean this is a price list that every funeral home already has and has had to have by law since 1984. we're only talking about taking that price list and putting it where the consumer is going to see it most of the time. And of course, the onus remains on people. They have to shop, right? We can, we can get all providers to put information out there, but the second 50% of this transaction is the consumer's responsibility to know that they can take control of the kind of funeral they have, whether their budget's two grand or 10 grand. And I, I spoke to people last week who uh, were spending those two amounts respectively. One lady said to me, you know, I. I can afford to spend this amount of money. I'm not worried about money. Uh, we have enough here. I just want to make sure that I get what I want. And I think that's the same regardless of whether you go simple or elaborate. Um, well, you know, it's actually the first thing that you have to do sometimes is convince people that it is a problem. Um, it sounds so absurd to people who, who don't do what we do, who aren't sitting in and focusing on funeral service issues all the time. Most people like, you know, don't think about this the way you do every day or the way I do or the way Jeff does. And so I say they're selling cremation without the cremation and someone will say to me, well, surely not. What, what does that mean? I was talking to um, a radio host at KOMO in Seattle last week and he said, you know, that would be like going to the car dealership and seeing the price for the car, buying the car and then having an extra bill uh, because the tires weren't included. And I said, no, 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 no. It would be like going to the car dealer, seeing the price on the car, and then finding out the price on the car didn't include the automobile. I mean, right. it's, it's that basic, right? It doesn't it's have an engine. Different. You have to buy Literally the engine said, separately. You know, this funeral home is charging, let's say, $1,500 for a direct cremation. If that doesn't include my cremation, what am I buying? This is what the public says. This is not FCA. You know, this is what your customers are saying. And I think it's a question of 
it's a question of being able to step out of your everyday perspective and and walk in somebody else's shoes. Like I used to work in the restaurant business. I waited tables and tended bar for 12 years. We had all sorts of restaurant industry lingo. You know, we were 86 on soup. Uh, you know, this this table needs to be flipped. I got a 12 top coming in, da, 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 da. All this makes sense to me as a waiter and to anybody else who's been in a restaurant, but it doesn't make sense to the customers. And I think that's what happens sometimes with funeral homes. It isn't necessarily that, you know, they set out to say, I'm going to sell you a cremation that doesn't include cremation. I mean, there may be a few people who do that. I don't think that's what they get up in the morning thinking. Right. But if it doesn't, if it's not pointed out to you, you know, if you get a template for your price list from one of the associations or from one of your state organizations, I think that has to do with it too. We see concentrations in regions of the same terminology, the same sentence structure in the same format, which leads me to believe it's probably a problem that starts with a template and just gets disseminated to a lot of funeral homes. And what we're saying is, don't just fill in the template, sit down and read it. Read it right. for content and read it for clarity or ask somebody else to do it. You know, I, I think mean, that's you know, a valid hand your copy to somebody else and say, show me where I made a fool out of myself before I publish it. Right. Yeah. Read the fine print. You know, it's interesting. You know, Josh, uh, in closing, uh, would it be fair to say in listening to you, um, I surmise that the Funeral Consumers Alliance really is most concerned about transparency and rather than cost associated. Is that a fair statement? Yes. Um, we don't take a position on how much people should spend on a funeral. We don't right. take a position on what is an appropriate funeral. These are very subjective things. This is about transparency. When you live in a free market economy, you assume that certain things are going on. You assume that the customer has done some research, the vendor has done some research, both of them have an interest to satisfy in this transaction. And there's going to be a little bit of this, a little bit of push this way, a little bit of push this way. Um, that's fine. If a consumer ends up spending $15,000, $20,000 on a funeral, that doesn't have anything to do with my policy goals. But that consumer deserves transparency. No, you know, Even if you're rich and you want to throw your money around and buy the most expensive funeral at Frank Campbell or Gawler's in D.C., God bless you, go ahead and do it. But even rich people don't deserve to be misled or exploited, even if it's unintentional, you know? Right. I don't really care, and none of us care how much people spend on funerals. We end up talking about price a lot because for too long, price was never considered something that respectable people could talk about, and that has a real impact on family budgets. Price gets right. to be part of the conversation, but it's not determinative, you know? Um, right. Yeah, absolutely. Do what you want. Good. Well, I think that's a good message for all the funeral nation out here to understand that this isn't really an adversary. It's an advocacy, not only from the consumer side, but the funeral side. Um, I, for one, appreciate the information. I really appreciate you coming on here and helping to share that because when we communicate, then we're better to solve the issues rather than just guessing. Oh, I agree. So you've always been wonderful there. And anyway, well, we thank you and Certainly we'll be able to see you uh, sometime soon. Are we going to see you in Philadelphia? Uh, coming up when? In October for the NFDA. Are you going to be there? Um, uncertain. Uh, my weekends in October look like they are full of a lot of home maintenance before winter. 
Okay, I got uh, so you. So <laughs> maybe, maybe next time. But I also want to say to anybody who watches your show, we love to hear back from people in the industry. And if you've got an idea about priceless or if there's something that you think is confusing about the funeral rule or that needs to be changed, I want to hear that back on our side as well. Um, so, you know, especially funeral directors have said the price list format is so confusing. I don't think that this adequately explains to customers. And so I don't want to put it on my website. And what I have to say back is if you think that your own advertisement, which really is what the GPL is, isn't clear enough, I'll help you make it clearer. But I think that the goal here is to make everything clearer, not to say, oh, it's broken anyway, so we're just not going to deal with it. So Agreed. And cards and letters, too. Great. And it's interesting. Um, this funeral rule was brought out back in the 80s, and the world has completely changed since then, how we communicate, oh, yeah. how we shop, et cetera. But Josh, as always, we are grateful. We thank you. And uh, if we could do anything or help you spread your word about transparency and getting funeral professionals to help you, we'll bring you back. Thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, guys. Always good to talk to you. Thanks, Thanks Josh. Take care. Take care. See you. Great interview, Jeff. I think it's good to get some explanation from Josh. I mean, uh, the FCA is, is, is looked upon this profession as an enemy. Um, I think that you know, sometimes that it, it can get clouded, but transparency sounds like their main motivation. Um, so I'm, I'm glad we're able to get Josh on and he's willing to come on. Um, so I hope that there's some engagement around this. If you've got questions you want to ask Josh or feedback, please leave them in the, in the comments below. But this interview segment is brought to us by Sitch Caskets. Uh, we're really excited about Sitch. We're super stoked to have them part of the brand. We're really looking forward to seeing Sitch at NFDA. I hear they're going to be rolling out uh, kind of a very big, elaborate presence at the show. It should be pretty exciting. So let's roll that promo. Funeral Nation is sponsored by Sitch Casket, importers of premium hardwood and fine metal caskets created exclusively for the North American marketplace. Is it a Sitch Casket or one of the top U.S. brands? Only your accountant can tell the difference. Visit Sitch Casket or contact your Sitch distributor. All right, Jeff, you gathered our spotlight for this week. Um, let's let's go to Iowa and tell us what you got. Well, as everybody knows, we'd like to share positive stories and shine the spotlight on funeral directors and professionals making a difference in our communities. Uh, this week, we shine the spotlight on Scott Glover at Pro Thielen Funeral Home in Burlington, Iowa. Um, animals grieve too. Um, this. It was interesting that they had a, uh, a loss there of a local veterinarian. Um, and this service was created so that they actually had an animal uh, and some animals there as part of the service because obviously this meant a lot to do it. Wow. So um, I, I just think that we could continue to expand what we believe and see these funeral professionals and directors out here listening what families want and actually, that's a celebration of life. That's right. what this, this doctor did in their community. So anyway, our hats off to the folks out there in Iowa. Thank you. Continue sending us uh, here at Funeral Nation stories of positive influences you're making in your community. We appreciate it. And everybody keep doing a great job out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that wraps up our spotlight segment. It's time to move into the WTF segment where we take a humorous look at the funeral profession Sometimes we make fun of ourselves. Sometimes we just find things that are a little funny. And uh, you found another one here, but it, 
the idea is that when you see this image, it's going to make you say, WTF, what the funeral. So, I know. Could you imagine being behind no, this, this pickup truck? It's a late night run. Well, you know what? We picked this up a casket. Maybe there's somebody in there. Maybe there's not. But you know, I'm really hungry. So the good part is this is not in a hearse. That's right. Okay? It's in the pickup or truck. Or a hearse. Right? Which, so which, the message we have is getting through. Don't put no casket in a hearse yeah. and go through a drive-thru. Right? Yeah, that's right. No, I, I, look, there. if I'm the guy taking this picture, there is not a chance that I'm going to let this guy drive away or whoever without just asking why is there a casket in, in your truck? I honestly feel that this guy probably was at like a Costco and bought a casket and put it in the back of his truck. Mm -hmm. Hey, what the heck? I'm hungry. It took a lot to load that thing back here, <laughs> especially with Aunt Edna in it. You know and what if I'm saying? You, if you're going through McDonald's late night, you're probably going to end up in that sucker anyways pretty soon. So I, I got a hankering. I got to get my burger. Hey, man, uh, who brought us this fine WTF segment? Uh, Disrupt Media and the Disrupt You Show. Learn more about Disrupt Media, disruptmedia.co. Watch the Disrupt You Show on YouTube and hit us up at NFDA, booth 4103. Roll that promo. Hey, everybody. I'm Ryan Thogmartin, CEO of Disrupt Media, and I want to make sure to invite you to our NFDA booth. We'll be at booth 4103. Come talk to us about social media for your funeral home and learn how to reach thousands of people in your community that you're missing and not engaging with. All right, brother. This wraps up 47. Feels good to be back in the saddle, on the horse, going down the open range. Uh, there you go. Giddy up. Get a rope going. But I'm, I'm glad you got the cigar back. We got the drink back. You're in the, the cigar bar. So, look, man, I, I'm super excited. We're coming up. We're just five episodes away or now four episodes away from our one year funeral nation anniversary. Um, mm -hmm. the show is, is exceeded our, our, our hopes for the first 12 months. Um, we're reaching all the way across the globe and could have a big announcement coming in a year of a little trip. You and I may be taking to another part of the world to do a funeral nation That's show. Right. So super psyched. Um, you can find us at NFDA because Jeff will be there. I'll be there. We'll be roaming around. We'll have a camera crew there as well. We're going to be capturing everything that's happening at the show. We're going to be doing some Facebook Live videos. So if you aren't following us on Facebook, you need to get there so you can be a part of it, especially if you're not going to be at NFDA. So engage with us on social media. Hit us up on our website, FuneralNation.tv. Find us on Twitter. Search the Funeral Commander. Find Jeff. Ask him a question. Ask me a question. We've got to be two of the most accessible people in the profession, I think, personally. If you can't get a hold of us one way, you, you're you not trying very hard. I know, and I leave my ankle bracelet on on weekends so you guys can find me anytime you want. You know, one of the things that's going to be exciting, speaking of the NFDA, is we're going to have our sponsors on the next couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, we're going to do some cool stuff with them at the NFDA. So you guys stay tuned for the next few episodes and we'll have a special guest just before the big Super Bowl. That's it. All right, everybody. Until next time, have a great effing week. Out here.